0: Welcome to Mac and Blue, where we introduce you to who is building Arizona, bringing you the people and businesses that shape the landscape around us. From economic development and developers, underwriters and lenders, architects and engineers, to the very builders and suppliers that bring it all together. Now let's join our hosts, Robert Johnson and J.J. Levinsky, a.k.a. Mac and Blue.
1: Welcome, welcome. J.J. Levinsky here, president of Blue Wave General Contracting. My esteemed colleague, Robert Johnson, is out today. He had a little, um, this is called dental work done that I don't know if he would have driven here. We would have been legal. There might have been some, just say issues with the DOT. Anyway, Robert, I know you're listening. Uh, miss you, buddy. And uh, we have our esteemed guest today, uh, James Murphy from Wilming. Welcome, James. JJ,
2: thanks for, thanks for having me. Happy to, happy to be here.
1: Yeah. So with that, and uh, we have our producer and uh, the third musketeer of our usual group, uh, Daryl Robinson.
0: Yes. Thank you for being here. Super excited about today's conversation. By the way,
1: for those of you not watching that cannot see him, Daryl finally got the memo. I did not today. I flew in late, but he honored the code and wore the a nice, loud shirt. So, Robert, you'd be proud of Daryl today if you saw him.
0: Yeah, I was super, super excited to see Robert today just to show off my shirt. He didn't make it. <laughs>
2: Looking good. He's probably
1: wearing that sport coat at home <laughs> listening to us right now. So, without further ado, uh, James, you know, you and I met a while back, and let's be honest, what you represent in, in our community as far as a general contractor is is very well established, very well respected, and I think the, the audience and uh, kind of the the credo of what we do here at Building Arizona under the Mac and Blue kind of moniker is to just share the wealth of knowledge about anything to build in Building Arizona. And what you and your wonderful team at Wilming has done has gone really well noticed in the Valley. And if you could just give a little bit of background about yourself. I think the story about you and Jack is if you can share some sure. stuff there and then we, sure. I can just keep leading you down there, to there other, you go. other channels. There you
2: go. Well, well, first of all, thanks. Uh, thanks for, for having me. Uh, pr- proud to be here. Congrats on all that, that uh, you've done. You certainly haven't been standing still yourself uh, in this market. And it's been, been fun to watch as, as well. So, for me, byproduct of, or a product of ASU, both undergrad and grad school, I moved into the state in, in 1990. You're local. Um, and, you know, you know the 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 seas of Arizona, um, copper, my dad was a metallurgical engineer. Oh. Uh, and so, Asarco was his last stop after a, a 37-year career in that uh, industry as a metallurgical engineer. So... Um, Arizona is definitely home for me now. Love the state, uh, proud of the state for many reasons, uh, you know, melting pot. Every, most everybody's from somewhere else. And I, I do think that tends to bring us an advantage in the business environment. And, but at the time that I went to ASU, Dr. Badger was running the construction program. They were talking old school, new school. And unbeknownst to me, I, I really did represent new school, although I wouldn't have self-assigned that label. Um, And really, you know, Jack Wilming did represent old school and and old school in a a good way. Now, now for the
1: audience, back then, was the GC market heavily involved with the school?
2: Um, Yeah. Or was
1: was Jack an anomaly or were you an anomaly in that relationship?
2: Arizona Builders Alliance was was alive and well. And the tie between the construction college, the Del Webb School of Construction, I think it was newly named then, the Del Webb School of Construction. Uh, although the program had been along for around for a long time. Uh, but anyway, it, it was Jack had great success with a, a couple of, of, graduates in the program ahead of me. And anyway, there, there's a, there's a kind of a triangulation between Wilming support of the ABA then and Jack having interest in, in uh, the students that the Dell Webb School of Construction was kicking out. So, so anyway, I, for me, I was very interested in falling in under somebody that uh, had done well and a, a quality builder and kind of had my hand up to be somebody's successor. And, and uh, thankfully for me, he, he was actually looking for, looking for an successor, uh, a successor, excuse me.
1: And that was the late nineties, correct?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I started in July, July 99. Okay. And so, yep. Yeah. yeah. And again, I, I, and you know, hello, I'm James Murphy. Hello, I'm Jack Wilming. And then he hit me with, "What makes you think you have what it takes to run my company?" I mean, that was the opening line. Uh, But we we knew why we were getting together, and I I uh, had the very eloquent answer of, "Give me a chance." And while looking at the top of my shoes, I I I, you know everybody has a plan until they get hit in the mouth, right? And Jack just just came at me and more than a kick in the mouth, (laughs) more than a kick in the mouth, right? And uh, but anyway, from there, I mean, he he grinned and backed off quite a bit. We had a really good conversation. Ultimately, he did give me that chance. Um, But in hindsight. New school was meeting old school and, and, uh, new school didn't really realize they were new school, uh, in that moment. So, and then,
1: so jump ahead to what, 2006 is the transformation yeah, for you, yeah, correct?
2: Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, be- I became the owner, uh, effectively January 1st of 06. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, um, you know, the, the foundation in building and, and pre-construction and things that, that Jack, a client following, the go learn from somebody else. I, I'm, I'm very thankful that I did. So. And we,
1: the, our industry unfortunately lost him. When, what year did he pass away?
2: About the same time. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, November, November of 05, I became 100% owner January 1st of 06. Got it. Yeah. So. so now take the audience
1: through, <laughs> let's call it the last few years of just this, you know, not only you, but our, our industry in yep. total, but specifically to Wilming and, and, and what you guys represent with your team, the hyper growth and what, you know, what you guys have represented and what your leadership, and I know you're going to give a lot of credit to your team. This isn't just a James Murphy spiel, but, you know, for the the audience, they always want to hear the stories of what have you been faced with and what are you guys doing to overcome all those obstacles that are out there, whether it's the labor situation, all those kind of things. Because you guys are part of the elite group that's at the forefront of this as one of the largest, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, you are now the largest general contractor in Arizona exclusively from or local, if I read that right the other day.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, you've got to you've got to go privately held non-ESOP. Okay, right? there you go. Pri- you know, because there's there some monster and, yeah. and that have done very well. Big, big uh, ESOPs out there, and and we're we're not an Yeah, ESOP they're are a peer group yep, and our friends. Yep, yep. yep, and and built Arizona in a good way for a long time. And so anyway, uh, ESOPs aside, you know, privately held commercial building contractor. Yeah, I, I do. I, we're, we're told anyway that, that we're the we're the biggest at this point. Nice, um, yeah. And and again, I, I you know growth hasn't really been a, a motivator for us per se. Diversity has. Right. If you care about your your people and your uh, organization, and you're in a in a historically cyclical market, the way you you battle that and sleep well at night is is worth diversity. So that that's what that's what the market is seeing as a as a real appetite for diversity and a commitment to, to penetrate markets and do well on the first one and earn the next one on the first one. Um, and that, that's, that's what, uh, that's what people are seeing in terms of diversity movement. So, so what did you guys do strategically?
1: Like, let's take industrial out of it. You, mm-hmm. you, you know, your signs are everywhere with the industrial tilt stuff, but for those that don't know, like what are some other verticals and unique things that you guys have diversified into?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean the, the, um, the private world, I mean, Jack, uh, really did well in the in the private world and we say very developer centric whether it be office or industrial or whatever it was but the the private world um and and you know we we have as much of a uh, an appetite for that type of work as we've ever had um that said you know diversity um public sector work and projects that are downstream of
1: And you have a whole JLC division
2: correct we've got a JLC division um and we, we you know we we effectively have call it three, three different uh, leaders, including the leader of JOC, And JOC is not, not all that they do, but that is one of the things that they're very, very good at. Uh, But anyway, we we have three, uh, three leaders that are very, very heavily focused in the, in, in the public sector. Um, And so, you know, uh, any, anything in the the current definition of public project in the state of Arizona, we've, we've, we're looking at and trying to identify what, what suits us well, that we can, we can deliver a, a good outcome for the client.
1: Nice. So let's go back to labor because we all struggle with that and mm-hmm. because of your tie correct me if I'm wrong but with your ties with asu you've been very proactive as the, you as the individual and you and your leadership team going back can you let the audience know like what does how does wilming do that differently or what have you found that's i mean without giving any proprietary secrets sure, away sure. you know what i'm saying it's yep. like what do people look to you guys as what was the what was the paradigm that you guys set up and, and modeled to attract all the young people out there, not only from ASU, but I think if you could explain like what you guys are doing at the national level for recruitment. Yep.
2: Yeah. I mean, it studying what drives each generation, the current generations that make up the majority of the workforce, you know, it, it's not, it's not total earnings. Isn't the only thing driving them. Uh, it's just not. And and, you know, the the discussions around, you know, would prefer to have hours in the day where I'm not, you know, responsible to respond to emails and when I'm on vacation, I want to be on vacation, right? And anyway, I, I think we were one of the first in the industry to really look at construction professionals and their entire life and really have an offering that's about supporting their and their entire life, including their personal goals. And so, you know, if someone's, or I mean, anyway, we we um we're looking to holistically support and support the people and holistically recruit the people, and it's not all wage, 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 wage. And and uh, you know, certainly there are companies out there that that are are really about appealing to to earnings, but but as we all know, what typically happens on the backside of that is is, is the the personal side gets squashed and. Um, that that's not success by by our definition.
1: So. Well, I'm I'm kind, of, I'm kind of setting you up here because yeah. I was I, I I noticed, and I don't know if this is new within the last year, but forgive me if I'm naive to this. On the bottom of your emails, the salutation says "exist for people to build their genuine place of purpose." Mm-hmm. I assume that was a strategic move on on this ethos, if you will.
2: one hundred percent. And have you
1: had this around for a while,
2: or several several years okay. now? Several years now, and you know we we. In you know our review cycles kicking off right now, <laughs> um, oh boy, right uh, with with uh, anyway everybody gets to go through it every year. But uh, for us, you know, we have uh, we, we PDPS or, or personal development plans. We we start off with the personal side of the equation, um, and, and and in that there aren't any good businesses out there that are going to forget about the professional development. And anyway, we, we start on the on the personal side with goals and aspirations. And, 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 and then we, we bookend it with the professional side. And so anyway, it, it appeals to a, a different subsector of, of, of construction professionals and it's, it's really, really served us well. And it, you know, uh, I'm wired for organizational health and, uh, that's a, that's a good way to, to see to it, that we're, we're healthy. My esteemed colleague here,
1: Daryl, we're, we're going to take a break and we'll come right back with more questions with James.
0: Tory Contracting, your full-service Division 9 contractor. Tory Contracting operates with a smaller, hands-on team. This cohesive structure results in superior workmanship and economical solutions. We deliver projects with unsurpassed commitment to quality and stewardship of budget. Tory Contracting: small enough to listen, big enough to deliver.
1: All right. I'm back with James here. So I know that in the circles that I run, run in, they're always, I want to peel back that onion a little bit, James, with you. I think what you described, you know, uh, mixing that personal with professional development, are you finding, are you able to transcend different generations with that motto? Mm -hmm. Or is that strictly, not strictly, but do you see a higher concentration of breaking through with the younger generation on that? Or does it also appeal to old guys like me?
2: I think the industry has over time has struggled with, with um, some really talented people become one dimensional and it's their, they're all profession and professional. And, and what happens is the, their definition of home front gets squashed. Mm. And uh, so, anyway, with, with that, um, certainly it, it does appeal to, to all generations. And anyway, you know, it, an, a healthy, happy employee. Does have a lot to do with balance and and so we're we're all about uh, doing what we can to see to it that we are aware of of how balanced somebody is or isn't and and uh, try trying to be sure that we're we're uh, supporting them uh, in all ways and and at least we're aware of what is important to them
1: so again. Because we all spy on each other on LinkedIn and everything. Uh, There you go. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask. I saw this summer you guys did a pretty cool thing. I think you did. You not take most of your team, if not all the team, was it up to Utah or something? We yeah we had. Could you just tell the audience what what from your seat as CEO, what did that look like and what you know did you did you cry? Did you have fun at the end?
2: (laughs) All of the above. Yeah yeah, yeah. no no fair. Um, You it's a big. We I think we had 545 people at the Snowbird Ski Resort. And that, you know, we, we got up there, it was a, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday event. Wow. And so, yeah, I mean, the coordination side of it, uh, you know, to, to program. <laughs> what did the CPM look like yeah, on it, there? Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, For those of you that don't know, this is where Daryl chimes in. What does CPM mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Critical, uh, critical path. Yeah. There, there, it, it, it lot, it was a serious undertaking. It, but a it, lot, a lot of fun, a lot, a yeah. lot of fun. Uh, and, and it's, it's, uh, for the most part base employee plus significant other and or family there. And we had a lot of fun and it's a blend between, you know, what, what is the overall corporate vision, you know, e- even talking about things like personal development plans. I mean, there was a, a conference style breakfast session that we feel it's as important for the, the, the plus one to know what we're doing as the base employee and, and uh, healthy families equal healthy organization. And we, we, we put a lot of energy into communicating with, with everybody.
1: So did you have speakers and, and help things like that, that help perpetuate
2: that? Um, most the, the speaking sessions and the panel sessions were, were all leadership team. Oh, it was all um, leadership, we're all okay? Leadership team. Got yeah, it. in the years past, we've and we brought in speakers. I mean, one one year we we had uh, Kurt Warner as a motiv- motivational speaker, and I mean, talk about blasting it out of the park. And our our expectations were high, and and he was better than that. I mean, outstanding. Yeah. And so anyway, we we certainly do bring in outside professionals this year, though at, at Snowbird, and you know, we we had the the summit uh, restaurant booked one evening. I mean, just you can't you can't go wrong That's with a, awesome. a destination like that. So
1: so how back to what you were talking about, you're in this review session now. Have you already started to get, uh, yeah, I'm sure you had immediate feedback, but have you had repeated feedback that that was, did it hit the mark for not only you, but for them as well?
2: You know, it, it it, uh, yes, really, really positive feedback. You know, it's hard to be out of town and so that there, there, were there were a few a few folks that would have rathered we stayed, you know, may, maybe Flagstaff, maybe not, not. Uh, but you've done that before you, too. We well, we we outgrew Little America, <laughs> and, and I mean we did. And uh, anyway, we, we had a great experience. Again, it, growth it, problems. It, yeah, growth, growing, <laughs> growing pains. Um, but anyway, overall, really, really uh, positive feedback, and the, the team building side of it. Uh, there's a, a kind of a, a everybody's broken into teams and competing against each other, and it it's a, a lot of laughs, a lot of a lot of smiles. good, so good, good time.
1: Switching gears, kind of want to go down Uh, again, you are, you're everywhere all the time. So you're, you know, you as James Murphy, your involvement at every economic development type meeting, all those kind of things. I'm going to set that aside for a minute, but let's go back to just like, like your involvement representing Wilming and all of us too, as peers, ABA and NAOP for, for instance. And I think if you could speak to that a little bit of, you know, why do you put your time into there? What do you get out of it? And what do you see? the benefits of us as, as a collegial group of construction professionals, where are we trending in your involvement with those two organizations?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, will start with, uh, start with NAOP. I mean, if you, if Well, you, and
1: for Daryl, you're supposed to jump in here. Sorry. Will you tell everyone what yeah, NAOP is? Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, in, in highest level, it's the assembly of private, private developers, primarily the brokerage communities that help deals get made. Uh, architects, engineers, contractors are, are, they're kind of the vendor pool, if you will, in, in NAOP, National Association of Office and Industrial Properties. And so, so anyway, it, it, for the most part uh, represents the private development world. And anyway, I mean, that, that room has been really, really, really good to Wilming for a long time. And I, you know, we, um, in terms of, of repeat business, we, we have, we call it the horse race and it, it, you show a, a client originate maybe in o2 or o4 or 2010, and and so they originate in your volume, and then it it comes forward chronologically. And anyway, if you if you look at the developers that have have uh, participated in Naop for years and years and years, I mean they're are our are they're our best clients. There's no question right. about it. And. You know, when it comes time to push for legislation and, and have a, a voice on behalf, behalf of private development about tax structures, and they've just represented the state of Arizona really, really, really well. You know, you, you look at, at um, who, who um, gets recognition by NAOP as, a, as an industry leader. Uh, your or a career achievement award and you look at uh, this year you know Dave Crumwoody was recognized Lincoln Property Company and you know if, if you're recognized by NAOP as a, a career achievement award winner you're the best of the best in terms of what you've accomplished in your in your career and so anyway you know Wilming as a as a vendor to that room a building contractor really got behind the board and the current president for a, a, we've been at it for now 15 years 15, and, wow. uh, f- 15 years of pretty much who, whoever or the current i say president the current chair uh whoever the current chair is and whatever it is that they're up to uh we we tend to fall in behind them and and do it at least our share um and and i, I you know it, it at the beginning it was purely altruistic in that we were working for a handful of the firms in that room but 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 the the slim minority really at the beginning um, and so it was altruistic. And just, you know, thank you for leading the way in a, in a healthy private development um, continuum. Obviously, from then to now, the vast majority are our clients. And so it, it spun from purely altruistic to altruistic. And thank you uh, mm. all at the same time. But anyway, from a, you know, state of Arizona and private sector development of all, all kinds, all types, really, market sectors in the private world. Uh, boy, we've got a lot, lot to be thankful for, in that that NAOP room uh, and NAOP leadership at large, uh, we 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 all owe them a big, a big thank you. So,
1: so with all the growth here in Arizona, then is is Arizona NAOP recognized almost as now a new leader nationally?
2: Uh, one of the leaders in the in the country for sure. Yeah, uh, one of the leaders in the country for sure. Yeah.
1: And and then if you could again through your set of eyes, because we get different opinions on this, with you know we, we've had tons of economic development related people in here we always get the question, okay, you guys do just an absolute ton of industrial Mm -hmm. space. What's that, you know, James, when's the bubble going to burst? James, how how, how many more millions of square feet can we tolerate here? Just at a, at a pure layman's standpoint, give the audience a perspective of what you see.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're sandwiched in between the, the ports and say inland empire and Dallas, right. And Although you know I'm I'm just like everybody else boy that's that's a lot of industrial right and and I I love to see our name on on our share but it it's still it's a it's a lot of industrial and but when you understand uh, vacancy rates in the Inland Empire and the cost of land and the even the the, the rent rates uh, for a distribution space in the Greater California that uh, for the most part's not not there I mean it's not available uh, and then you hop over to Dallas and it, we we were meeting with a, a developer out of Dallas and. Uh, this was probably 18 months ago. And we were looking forward, you know, we had the, the greater market uh, was on track to complete, I think, 15 million square feet of space or so. We were looking forward, thinking, boy, you know, we, we could be mid 30s. I mean, we might go from 15 million feet to to 35 million feet or so. Um, And we were, we were, you know, wow, you know, talking to a developer from Dallas and he kind of put his hand out, he's like, you guys realize we've, we've been completing whatever 60 million feet a year for several. So it it was kind of a, you know, easy, this, this, this isn't new, this is new to Phoenix, but in, so you, you triangulate that in Dallas and whatever, 50, 60 million feet a year is, is typical. Inland empire is out of space and economically it doesn't pencil anyway out of land and space we're in the middle, uh, and, with, know,
1: and with, correct me if I'm wrong, with new legislation over there too, there's even kind of some mini moratoriums on some of that as well, James, uh, correct? Correct. Yeah. Correct.
2: And, and at the same time, you know, Ducey rolls out a, flex, a flat tax rate. So anyway, I, I feel like we were probably an immature market that, that's, that, that had to catch up. And right. so, so anyway, you know, supply demand, demand remains strong yes, there, there's a, a, kind of a flood of supply and we're all watching, watching that. But I, I think long-term demand, uh, is it will remain a favorable equation. So,
1: so for the audience sake, like, just to put in perspective, can you share some of those vacancy rates? I think, I think the general populace and, you know, even our trade partners would love to hear like any data points you can throw out there. Cause I don't want to be the, you it, you're in that world it, a lot more than I am.
2: Yeah. 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 You know, that California vacancy, I, I think it's sub 2%. I mean it, it, these are, these are dramatically low, 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 like, like space is not available, not there. Right. And so, so anyway, in and, and, you know, it's all about truck time and the, the Western, uh, Valley and, you know, everybody watched the, the 303 explode. Yep. Uh, it, it's, it's a favorable distance from the ports and there's no, there's no space available in the Inland Empire. And it's, even if there was, it's, it's cost prohibitive, uh, to develop and build there. And so anyway, that, that's, uh, I, I believe uh, I I don't see a cliff coming in any way shape or form, you know onshoring nearshoring and manufacturing that's a whole other okay. wave, so anyway I I see I see a, a, a we say tailwind a healthy market and in industrial for the foreseeable future I I do okay. so
1: yeah, so let's spin it the other way um everyone you know the other buzz is always okay let's take the inflation out of the equation you know the seventy five bips that happened mm-hmm. a week or two ago we can we can save that for another conversation, but I'm thinking of a lot of the other conversations in our industry is how is Wilming amongst all of us, how are we preventing and helping our developer partners with the long lead of, you know, it was steel last year and then it's concrete and now it's SES and, and transformers and things like that. Uh, Again, just through your eyes as CEO, what is Wilming and what are, what are we as a collective whole doing to, to augment that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 um, you know, communicate, communicate, communicate. And it, 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 it did, you know, it, it did feel like kind of a, a, you know, smash the mold kind of, kind of scenario for Back a while. Moore, right? yeah. I mean, it, 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 honestly, and, and, uh, as things have moved, we've continued to, to, uh, communicate what the, the next frontier of challenge is. Right. And, Stress management for our pre-con teams, um, even stress management for the developers i mean it's it's real it, nobody I'm, wants, li-
1: I'm laughing with you, yeah, yeah, you. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah no nobody wants to deliver bad news right no. and, and so so anyway, um I do believe you know i did I, I just said I, I think industrial still has you know legs and for the foreseeable future that said you know it, it two years ago, you know all parties that that wanted to develop industrial for instance it was a green light. We're, we're getting into a period that, that those with conventional financing needs are starting to get yellow light, red light. Yeah. And so, so anyway, nationally, you know, to a certain degree, I feel like nationally a, a recession is a, is, is a good thing for this conversation. And, you know, one of the way, and, and you know, why is the fed raising the interest rate uh, they, they, to hedge inflation? They're, they're trying to hedge demand. And yep. anyway, I, I, I do feel in a in a 12 to 18 month period, uh, many of these supply chain conversations are are going to go away for a couple reasons. One, most of the time the market will adjust on a 48 month calendar anyway. Figure it out, right? It's a it's a, an, a it's free, math. Well, it's math and it's it's a, a free country in supply and demand. And so typically on a 48 month cycle, you'd figure out supply and demand challenges anyway. In addition, with a, a national economy that's cooling, that's go- going to be another force that I I, I look forward to call it a, a 2015 environment where you're just really focused on getting approval and and buying it once, not this extended procurement buying thing that that we've all been dealing with. That you know, buyout took ten months. Well, how's that? How was that? Well, because we had to pre-order this and that, and that you yeah. know, it it stretched it out to the point. I think it's been fairly unhealthy for everyone, although we've persevered through it to good outcomes and, and, and maintained relationships through it. But boy, it's heavy lifting, as you, no, as yeah. you know.
1: So. No, I th- thank you. That was a great summary. I, I, I think, you did, you think you nailed it very well. Daryl, let's take another break and uh, come back with more with James in a minute. There comes a time when dreams become a reality, when you see your vision materialize into a true work of art. And the only way to get there is to choose a general contractor who shares that same vision and knows how to bring it to life. At Blue Wave, we aren't so big that
0: we've forgotten where we've come from, and we aren't so small that we can't care for your projects regardless of their size. When your vision deserves safety, perfection, timeliness, and expertise in order to become a reality, trust Blue Wave to get it done right the first time.
1: Thanks, Daryl. Switching down that other path. So, we kind of covered the NAOP and the industrial thing. You also have a heavy hand, your company does with ABA. And I, I think the, again, a lot of the audience knows that I'm a 10 year transplant from the Midwest. And when I got here, I was like, ABA. So, let me get this straight. There's basically AGC and, a, and ABC. There's union and non union guys in the same room and they get along. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So, it's funny, you know, and yep. there's a lot of other transplants from around the country here as well. So, but if you could explain a little bit about what ABA represents to our community in the in the construction community, and then what, uh, much like you did with the NAOP thing, mm-hmm. just educate everyone of what what are the pros and cons? Not not the cons. What are the pros coming out of that? Uh, with your involvement in all of our peer group as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I I appreciate the question very much. So for me, you know, Jack Wilming, a member of ABA years ago, and and I I was I I think I was in LDF their leadership development. Uh, forum. I, I think maybe the age requirement was not what it is today, because I, I don't think I could have been in at the same age now. But uh, I, I thankfully got to, to go through that program really, really early on, 2000, 2001-ish, contracting community, having a voice, be it, again, be it legislative, be it um, in, in you know the, the state of Arizona and the state itself, uh, passing uh, alternative delivery approval, you know, CMAR yep. um, is it, a big deal for the state of Arizona and certainly a big deal for the, the contractors within the state. And um, ABA was a, a, a certainly a big force then and remains a force even even now. And so for, for us, I mean, truth be told, within our organization, Keith Sabia is really our, our ABA lead. I went through LDF in, in the, the Carol McMullen era of the ABA, uh, which was a, a golden era. And then, you know, Erica Lang has created her own uh, golden era now This it's, uh, it's been quite fun to see. So, um, anyway, Keith, Keith is primarily our lead and, and, um, anyway, it's, it's a great organization, great people, you know, I, over the years I've spent more time in that NAOP room, um, over the years and, and, uh, but, but Wilming is a whole, I mean, we've got an ABA mixer coming up here that we're yep. we're sponsoring. And, um, anyway, we're, we're, it's, it, again, it's altruistic for us. I, I know of all the, the members that I know that, that, uh, really are active in ABA. It, it's, uh, you know, very, very heavy in, in L&D and a, a lot of great uh, curriculum for staff developments, uh, including the leadership development well, and, forum. So.
1: And it's not just, you know, it's not just us, the GCs. There's, there's yep. AE partners, there's trade partners. I mean, it it's like any good solid organization yep. and especially in the community such as the Phoenix proper
2: you, you bet yeah I mean the, their leadership development forum we, we've consistently had a participant there I, I mean i am my understanding of, of well I, I know obviously what I participated in in 2000 and uh, have heard sound bites of how that program has evolved and I, I think it's probably one of the best in the country
1: yeah
2: uh-huh. um, I think you can only get one person in uh, supply demand is high but I mean if I was a if, if you were a, either a subcontractor or a general contractor, uh, boy, I'd be sure that I'm I'm getting my person in because it's a it's a, a really really good program. So anyway, th- thankful for all that they do, and uh, they certainly make the 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 building uh, community better. There's no question.
1: Well, you 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 fell right into my trap, and it wasn't planned. I was going to ask you because again, whether it's you as CEO or any of our peers that are other CEOs, you always get the question. Okay, James. Okay, JJ. What are you guys doing for leadership? Not mm-hmm. only internally, but for the, again the holistic the the holistic umbrella of our yep. industry. Yep. So. If you could, again, without giving any, way, tra- any trade secrets, what are you and Wilming doing from a leadership perspective now? Like, how are we grooming that, that, that next yep. generation? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, so one person a year at the ABA, um, and I pause, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a good program. We no. Yeah, we'd put four in there if they'd let us, but our second level leaders, that lieutenant level that we all need so desperately to lead tomorrow, um, there's a couple of things that we've done. Um, Rick, uh, Rick Johnson- Rick Johnson has a, a program called Leading for Performance. Anyway, we brought the Leading per, for Performance, uh, which is Arizona Growth Advisors, is Rick Johnson. We brought their Leading for Performance uh, program internal to Wilming. When Rick runs it through Arizona Growth, um, you know, it's, it's a mix of people from different businesses. Um, well, we, we wanted our own Wilming class to, to get the headcount up. But we've continued to bring, we, we, we felt that diversity, the voices from the, from other businesses was, was important. So where we asked for his permission and, and brought his curriculum internal, um, 20% of our spots are for businesses that are not Wilming. And, and so, uh, to, to continue 20%, 20% of our, of our class. Yeah. So, and again, you know, it, it ally trade part, you know, we say trade partner, we try to not say subcontractor, right. And, right. and um, Anyway, uh, ally trade partners, uh, you know, I think, I know we, we had, uh, somebody from our uh, insurance representative in the room. It's, it's, we are wanting a mixed perspective, um, of the leadership pressures that are, I mean, the reality is the widget may change, but the, the leadership pressures around leading people are, are very common. And so anyway, that that's probably the, the, the number one thing, uh, that we as a company are doing for me, I, you know, I've always, I joined a a GC peer group, a national GC peer group in 07, where it's all corner offices and, you know, non-disclosures, non-competes. You don't uh, geographically naturally compete anyway. Yeah. You know, I, I'm on uh greater Phoenix leadership, GPL, you know, that from a, a, what's going on in the state, what's going on in the region. Uh, it's at that, that group's hard to, hard to beat. Yeah. So. No,
1: thanks. That, yeah. That's a perfect explanation. Back to, cause I know you get this a lot too. It's like, okay, James, you've done a great job. You took over for Jack, you've grown this, all those kind of things. What's your legacy moment now moving forward? And and what does that look like for the community? You know, you guys are at a stage now, you're big enough, all those kind of things. What, What, what can you share with the, with the audience about like, what is Wilming's legacy moving forward?
2: Yeah. You know, I, I, our, our, our aspiration, it's, it's kind of, kind of white hat like a, you know, positive force. Um, you know, we say a contractor that cares, our staff, our clients, our community. I uh, Generally, you know, years ago, there was a debate about whether we could drop Construction Inc. You know, our old logo, mm-hmm. Wilming Construction Inc. And uh, some, anyway, th- those that know Assam Gondor, uh, to think of him in a heated deba- debate, they might have to pause, right? Um but uh, the, but the reality was there was a really heated debate ar- around whether we we could or should do that. How would people know what we do, right? And we'll we'll fast forward, you know if if, if we participate on the level that we should, and we're deliberate to do more than our share for the community and for our our, our clients, the the brand should stand for itself. And, and you shouldn't have to explain anyway, you know i to we we've typically say internally to to do your share you've got to aspire to do more than your share to actually do your share and and i i anyway that that's the the long term legacy that 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 is the goal for wilming that then you know twenty years from now it, it'll it hopefully will 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 be a, a more of a of a white hat than a black hat and a and a force for good and not all the 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 other things that that tend to uh bubble up out there so
1: now i'd be re- be remiss if I didn't ask you um you guys are now more than arizona correct
2: we are and we we've had suitcase would travel for select clients existing clients i mean that's been going on for some time i mean right. we, we built a, a basis in san antonio we built a uh an amarillo or an amazon facility facility excuse me in amarillo texas um you know right now we've got an active job in salt lake city we've got an active job in vegas i mean it, it's all it's all really really client-centric Right. Um, you know, got we do have our flagstaff office. You know, where do we really um you know hang it hang a shingle, plant a flag with, with a another major metro office. Um that debate's ongoing right now. Okay. But you know, it's for people to think of Wilming and think of kind of mountain west, boise to 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 Tucson. I mean that that's that's where we're playing right now. So
1: we should be proud of that. You know, it's yeah, cool it, for your team.
2: It, it, it's, um, you know, we're, we we enjoy challenges and clients and, it, you know what I mean? We, we, we really do. We, we really do. I, I feel like to a certain degree, we're in a good way, a little bit, at, you know, adrenaline junkies it, it, where it's challenging and we can push to get a good outcome. Um, in the good, you know, we're not football players. Our knees don't go bad. And so, uh, it's anyway, just our, it's just our brains, James. Yeah, that's right. There's no, that's, there's some truth to that. There's some truth to that, but that Mountain West region, uh, you know, you don't have the the red tape paralysis of California. You, you, anyway, yeah. there, there's just there, the Mountain West is is done really well, and I think for good reason. And that's that's where we're placing our bets. So
1: probably going to wrap it up here a little bit, but I I, I do want to ask you kind of some some more touchy feely ones. Sure. Is, again, with this kind of platform, what are you di- what are you dying as James Murphy to tell the tell our construction audience either about Wilming or about like what you do in your I'm not, not talking your personal time, personal time, mm-hmm. but your personal time of effectuating change in our industry. Like, what if you could touch on those two buttons as James Murphy, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think the audience would really like to know yeah. a little bit about the, what goes through that cranium of yours. There, there you go. There
2: you go. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, I feel like um, it, it's, it's not just our industry, but it's certainly prevalent in our industry. Life's about much, much, much more than the bottom line. and that that and you you hear it, you know our personal development plans and, and even how we run the company. It, it's you know our our goal is strong relationships and good outcomes and and with healthy people. And so that's that's really where we we um, we put our focus. We're in tune with our staff enough. you know there's a lot of stress out there. and and you know post post covid. You know, there, there's just a lot of stress out there, and I'm thankful that we know what our what the challenges are for our people, and and um, and we as because we know, you know, knowledge is, is power, and we're able to support everybody uh, in in a way that you you just wouldn't be able to do it if if all of your review cycle uh, stayed professional with a little bit of superficial mm. personal um so anyway i you know people people need a higher level of support and they deserve a higher higher level of support and um, do, do you
1: think do you think other industries are doing that a lot better than ours
2: you know the 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 culture bud the culture buzzword it transcends all industries now um i i i don't know if i really think other industries are doing it better um, I certainly know there's a lot of room for improvement in our industry though i, 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 I you know what I mean? uh, yeah. yeah I mean i I, I do I, it went where you know we, we interview a lot of people to to uh, to fill the Wilming jerseys that we need uh, from a recruiting point of view and you know the most common phrase I hear is I feel like a number mm-hmm. I feel like a number and I mean I, I bet I've heard that in the last five years I bet I have heard that. I don't know thousands of times I I I feel like a number and, uh, and I mean and probably where somebody feels that way that's because it's somebody's watching out for the business and the bottom line true and flying a little too fast and, and and it may be it may be innocent but but the person still looking for a change because they, they, they feel like a number. So anyway, life's too short, right? That's that's my, that's my sensation. It's funny as you
1: were talking about that, it kind of resonated. I I mean, hey, guilty as charged. I think we've all been there.
2: Yes. And, and even with us, how we've structured our team to stay in tune that I'm comfortable, you know, hopping on the radio saying that I I think we're in tune with our staff. We are, but, but we've, uh, it's not just intent to do it. We, we've, we built the org chart to, to do it. And so certainly, uh, anyway, we, we had to be strategic because no, there's no doubt I've fallen behind those chains uh, in well, the years past as well.
1: And I was thinking, you know, because we've had, without patronizing you, you know, there's there's you and a bunch of other good ones that are doing it organically, you know, going out recruiting the interns and doing, you know, there's some wonderful people in town in our peer group that have a wonderful internship program and are cultivating those those people. But at the same token, for us to attract talent from other verticals. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, you know, look at, I, I look at it the other way of when you and I were going through college and now look at some of those students that would have been ripe for our program. Let's be honest, the uh, you know, the Intels and the TSMCs and the Boeings and the, you know, even some of your clients, the Northrop Grumman's and things, they're grabbing our old, our old gene pool of talent. Because a, they're giving more of I think some of the things that you've talked about. Mm-hmm. They're not just focusing on bottom line. They're focusing on some of the more holistic and altruistic means and methods. And so that's where I'll fall on the sword too as a leader in in construction, saying we've got to do a better job of competing in that in those environments.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and and another another talking point, you know the the this market, and I've said it said it pretty openly, you know this market, private sector. Needs to charge for our services, and 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 I I've, I've had the conversation pretty openly. Um, you know, you I, I go build X private product in Texas, and overhead and profit is eight, and we're competing for the same exact project in Greater Phoenix, and we've got two or three competitors at twos and threes. Give me a break. It's not sustainable. And, 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 well, it, it, you you that if that's how you lead. No, you're not going to have nope. capacity to care for, and you better be focused on the bottom line because you're flying pretty low to the deck before you got started, right? And that, that's where the, this, I believe this market will mature in a favorable way on this subject. And, and actually, in this regard, I feel that some of the new people from out of market will actually help me uh, drive some reasonable margin. You know, we're not talking 15 and 18. No. We're talking the difference between, you know, six and three. Wow.
1: Let's so, be honest. We're we're even in the basis points at some point. Cr- cr- no,
2: hundred percent. Yeah, uh, and yeah, fractions. <laughs> so, hey,
1: yes. Geez, James, I don't know. You know, <laughs> twenty five bips. <and> yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll take it for that. <laughs>
2: yeah, you know, you're exactly right. Exactly. Anyway, I the, I, I do believe uh, the construction industry is the best people industry there there ever will be, and it's about the challenges and perseverance and 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 the relationships forged in this market. We we need to work on on what does that cost as as a group. Um, so.
1: Hey, Daryl, how much time, do we have some time left or can I ask one more question? All right. James, back to, you made me think of one thing with your heavy involvement with ASU and other colleges around the country. What, what can you let the audience know about some, if you went down there, just go a little bit deeper. What are you seeing coming out of your help? You know, the peer help in developing the non-traditional student that's coming out of that.
2: Yeah. I'm sure you have a great view of that. Yeah. yeah, Yep. RH1B. Group in terms of their, so they're international students. They're right, probably civil undergrad, maybe architectural, maybe something. A lot more engineering background. A correct. lot more engineering backgrounds. Okay, um, a lot of them are civil engineers, and they they have a an American dream, probably that has them stateside, going through a masters at, at ASU or other. Right, and uh, anyway, for for us, the that internet and, it, and it, it started years and years and years ago with us with a Sam Gandor. I mean, he, he oh yeah, he went to. Uh, Bradley University for his, it was a civil engineering degree with a, an emphasis in construction. And, and, and you know, fast forward, we were working together, Osama and I, I was very young, going to ASU, and he was a couple of years my senior uh, and, and had already been hired. And, and I, I just immediately saw that, that that international perspective and thinking and problem solving uh, brought something to the table. And so, anyway, long ago, long before this uh, supply-demand talent stretch that we're all going through we, we recognized boy that the, the international h1 types they bring something to the table that, that's that's unique different and very very healthy and so so anyway uh, you know we we've we've got let's just say at least our share of h1b's and anyway i i think that's a, that's a, a talent pool that would would complement pretty much any organization out there uh, some of the, the best and the brightest so anyway right right now if you look at the graduate level at ASU, you know, there, there, there's a, a, a great group, um, and a great group every semester. And, and, um, anyway, I think some, some organizations and maybe it's, it's HR or, or whatever, uh, maybe there's a little flinch around, uh, hiring w- with the H-1B, uh, process as a requirement, yeah. but boy, we've, we, we, we feel that we've gotten out of it a lot more than we put into it. And we've deliberately put a lot into that, that, that group.
1: So I think that's a great way. Oh, hold on. Call from the audience. Uh-oh. Oh yeah. Have you seen a difference in the industry with having more women?
2: Yeah, I have. Um, and, and was
1: that cultivated off the H1B program or not?
2: N- no, okay. no, it, it um, it cer- certainly when I look within Wilming, yes again it's it's almost the same conversation there there's a different perspective that is a healthy perspective and and, and you know, I, I feel i feel like it in both cases it it makes it stronger there's, yeah. there's no there's no question well, i'm
1: i'm seeing i know daryl to your perspective the across the board we're seeing just well what's gender ethnicity, all of it, you know, let's be honest, when I was brought up, it was just a white man's industry. I mean, this is, that's the truth. That's the, nothing stating beyond it. Now it's just multicultural there. You know, I look at even our small company We're, I think we're darn near 50, 50. Um, and you know, one of our senior uh, project managers is a woman and she's got a resume that'll blow most men out of the water. Right. And you're, you're seeing a lot of that.
2: Yeah. I, I still, no doubt. Um, I you know do do we have work to do um, pushing young ladies in particular towards uh, STEM programs and and doing it earlier? Oh, without uh, I, a doubt. I, I, I I still feel like there's there's work to be done there. That said, I I, I, I you know supply and demand. I I'd, I'd love to kick our ratio up a little more than what it is, and in, in uh, the, their female representation in the in the candidate pool. Uh, doesn 't allow us to move the needle that much, and so you, you need to get back to to whatever pre fifth grade and push yeah. uh, push that that uh, the sky's the limit in all industries all categories so, and I
1: think it was uh we 're on episode twenty now, and what was it daryl episode two or three? We had two leading women of, of the community here, and it you know we probably need to bring that back again not not for the specific message but more the general message mm-hmm. of what you 're talking about james yep. so Anyway, with that, um, boy, James, thanks a lot for your insight today. Uh, thanks for representing yourself, your, your wonderful team at Wilming, and really our industry in a whole. So, appreciate you being on. Daryl, thanks for bringing us across the production line. And to my esteemed colleague sitting at home with 47 cotton balls in his mouth. <laughs> Heel, heal up quick,
2: <laughs> Robert, we'll see you next week. JJ, thanks for thanks for having me. Yep. Thank you very much.
0: You've been listening to The Mac and Blue Show, brought to you by Tory Contracting, and Blue Wave General Contracting. Be sure to subscribe to the Mac and Blue podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Follow Robert Johnson and JJ Levinsky on LinkedIn and Instagram. And tune in live every Monday at 3 p.m. as we continue to introduce you to the people building Arizona. Walt Disney said, you can dream, create, design, and build the most wonderful place in the world but it requires people to make the dream a reality. Until next time, make it a great day.